Hi, welcome to the Weather Channel podcast. I'm Kate Parker. I'm a meteorologist. I work for weather.com and the Weather Channel app. And we are talking severe weather today, both what's in the forecast for today and the remarkable things we saw last night. Tragically, we have several deaths from the storms that made their way across the South last night, Oklahoma, Texas, Louisiana. We're at seven deaths currently. We hope that that doesn't go up or change. We do have dozens of injuries and thousands of structures that have been damaged, not to mention over 100,000 people without power at this point. Now, the severe is ongoing today, um, and we're going to watch that along the Gulf Coast states. So we're going to be keeping an eye on all that and breaking that down. First, I want to introduce who's joining me today. We have Linda Lamb. She's one of our digital meteorologists. Hi, Kate. How are you? Good. It's nice to see your face <laughs> via Zoom. Yes, yes. And Sean Breslin, who's our deputy managing editor for weather.com. Thank you. Hi, Kate. Great to be on the podcast. Now, um, Sean, I know you were on last night and you're going to have a lot of details for us on how our coverage went and how things unfolded with the event. But Linda, let's start first with this threat today because all of us are kind of right in between a lot of coverage right now and taking a brief break to do this podcast because right. <laughs> there are so many ongoing storms as we speak. And it seems like right now it's really along the Gulf Coast, the Florida Georgia line that we're focusing. Can you break down what we're experiencing now and for the next few hours? Yeah, it will likely be a busy afternoon. We've already seen uh, severe thunderstorms this morning and it, the threat, like you've mentioned, has been closer to the Gulf Coast. So it's been more a southern part of the region. Uh, so we do have, we've had tornado watches in effect all morning and those continue into this evening. Um, they've stretched from southern uh, Mississippi all the way into the Florida Panhandle into southern Georgia. So this is where we'll be keeping a close eye as we head through the afternoon where we'll likely see uh, the chance for some uh, severe thunderstorms and possibly some tornadoes with that, um, along with the risk of just damaging winds and hail. Uh, and that will be the primary threat as we head over the next couple hours. But there, there will be other areas of the region that we are watching for additional storms to develop this afternoon, and that will be back farther west in areas that have already even seen storms in Mississippi and Alabama uh, that we'll be having to keep a close eye on uh, once again as we head into this evening and into tonight as well as those storms continue to track east. So what we're seeing along the Gulf Coast right now, is that really along the warm front? Yes. A lot of that initialization. I know we also are dealing with like record warm for this time of year, Gulf temperatures. Yeah. So that just adds a whole bunch of moisture and instability um, into these systems when they track into the south. And we do have a warm front, like you mentioned, uh, that is uh, closer towards the Gulf Coast. And that is expected to lift a bit northward as we head uh, through today as that uh, low pressure system that's back uh, a bit farther west as that begins to uh, track eastward. The second feature that we're looking at today is along the cold front, right? Is yes. that that's going to be really the Tennessee River Valley down, down um, I guess, all the way to the Gulf Coast, really still again. 
Right. Yeah. Cause that cold front, it, it will stretch all the way from Tennessee, all the way towards the Gulf coast. So as that stretches east, uh, stretches slides eastward, we will see those storms fire up along that cold front. So even though we do ha have had some stabilizing effect with the systems that the storms that moved through this morning, um, I wouldn't be surprised if we do see some strong, severe thunderstorm potential um, as we had later today. So even though the risk has lowered compared to what we were concerned with yesterday in some of those areas, including the Atlanta area, that does not mean that you just, you don't need to worry at all. You do still need to pay attention. And then our forecast for the severe a little farther to the north is a bit more uncertain. And yeah. that just, that one, this one has been really difficult for us as meteorologists to pin down because we don't know how much the atmosphere is going to destabilize um, yeah. during the afternoon with afternoon heating, whether clouds right, if you clear. get some, yeah, which we have seen some clearing um, in parts of Alabama, Mississippi. Uh, so that definitely adds to the instability there. But it, that can be really hard to predict, um, even just a few hours ahead. Uh, I mean, the models definitely give us a, an idea of what to expect. But yeah, I mean, thankfully that rain this morning did help to lower the severe threat a bit. But uh, like I said, I, I, I would not take it off the table. And the SPC still does have um, that threat of severe weather. It does extend northward. So um, it reaches all the way into Tennessee. So you need to, you know, if you're in an area um, all the way from central Tennessee towards the Gulf Coast um, into this towards even the southeast coast, you still should pay attention to any warnings or watches that get posted as we head through the remainder of today. So, Sean, I'm hoping that maybe you can walk us through how things progressed last night and yesterday afternoon with the severe, because I was not on last night. Um, I know that you and other parts of our team were working pretty late. Um, there were... I believe, Linda, you said 27 reports of tornadoes yesterday. Yeah, we've had 27 reports of tornadoes from yesterday into early this morning. So how did that unfold for us as far as a team goes, Sean? Well, it got started really quickly. Uh, it was Wednesday, Wednesday evening last night. Um, probably around 5 o'clock central time, uh, the tornado started to fire up in Oklahoma. And one of the first ones that was, was on the ground and doing damage was in, the, in or near the town of Medill, in Oklahoma. Now that's down south of Oklahoma City near the Red River, so kind of close to the Texas border. Um, within minutes, we knew that there was severe damage. And I think one of the things that was really heartbreaking about, heartbreaking about this event was the fact that you know most of our remarkable tornado outbreaks so far this season have been in Dixie Alley. So they've been in Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, yeah. Florida. These are very heavily wooded areas, a lot of rain-wrapped tornadoes. So we will see the damage afterward, but we won't see most of these tornadoes in progress as they're tearing up trees, homes, buildings, whatever is in their way. Uh, the very first tornado that we saw last night that was doing damage was in Medill, and, and the footage came in very quickly afterward. We could see this tornado because there's a lot of wide open space in southern Oklahoma, and it was you could see that it was ripping apart buildings. You could tell that something bad was happening there. Shortly after, we heard that it, it, hit, it hit a couple of um, facilities southwest of the town, and one of those was a JNI manufacturing plant, and the employees are still uh, essential employees. So many of them were at work. They weren't oh, no. because of the coronavirus epidemic. So um, by all accounts, this tornado hit that area right as those people were being dismissed from work for the day. So oh. we got reports of um, lots of cars overturned. Um, that's where the, the two fatalities were, unfortunately. So uh, it, was a, it was a very, very quick ramp up and a lot of heartbreaking imagery that Frankly, we haven't seen in you know since since last year when when Tornado Alley had one of their you know some of their bad outbreaks, but 
Um, we've, we've had quite a few deaths this year in, in Dixie Alley, but this was really one of the first, you know, truly awful situations that we've had in Tornado Alley in 2020. Now, it wasn't just in Oklahoma, but then we saw this um, really remarkable supercell develop uh, farther south, north of Houston. And unfortunately, we did have a few deaths there as well from that storm. Um, can you walk us through kind of when you guys first started seeing that and, and thinking there might be, you know, something going on with that, Sean? Yeah, I'll walk you through that. Um, so we actually had we had two we had two deadly tornadoes last night, one in Oklahoma, one in Texas, with two entirely different dynamics. The one in Medill ramped up very quickly, uh, hit the town. We saw the uh, the awful imagery. The one in eastern Texas was on the ground forever. It was a it was a a mentally exhausting uh, event that we we covered for seemingly a couple of hours. Um, as you mentioned, it was on the ground for, or at least the cell stayed together for a couple hundred miles. Um, one of the one of the most heartbreaking scenes we saw was in the town of Onalaska, where there were the uh, the deaths. Unfortunately, um, we were really hoping, based on what our meteorologists were saying, that this tornado, which was clearly a tornado on radar, there was it was doing damage as it went into the town. Uh, we were hopeful that the tornado had actually lifted and wasn't still doing damage when it got into this town. Uh, one of the really heartbreaking things about it was as it was making its way into the town, there was some chatter on Twitter about how uh, you just looked at the imagery on Google Maps. This town had a ton of mobile homes. It was a large percentage of the homes were, were trailers. So uh, we knew that if the tornado did make it into the town, we were going to see some really bad imagery. Uh, unfortunately, one of the things that we see a lot with, with especially devastating tornadoes, unless there's a storm chaser in the area, uh, we don't see imagery from that town for as much, you know, an hour, two hours. And so you, you have this mental dynamic going on where you say, well, maybe the reason why we haven't seen any damage yet is because the, the tornado didn't actually hit the town. Unfortunately, yeah. we saw a couple hours after that, that that wasn't the case. The reason why we hadn't heard anything out of that town is because it's pretty rural and there was such extreme devastation that uh, it was just really hard to document it immediately. Yeah, and I've been actually, you know, in some areas that have been hit by a tornado immediately afterwards, and you often, one of the first things you lose is a cell tower, mm. and so you would just go silent, you know, radio silence, and it's also really difficult to get help in those circumstances because you can't even call 911, right. um, so that was heartbreaking. I think there were three deaths in yeah, that area that we know of at this point. Hundreds of buildings damaged, so yeah, very bad situation there. And that supercell, it tracked for, Linda, did you say 300 miles? It was over or? 300 miles. So it will be very interesting to see when the storm surveys are done, how long it remained on the ground, if it was continuous. Uh, it looks at this point that it probably wasn't continuous, but we will have to see what uh, what we find out from those uh, surveys in the, in the coming days. But yeah, that's a long time to be watching a supercell uh, that stays you know that strong with the potential for tornado damage along yeah. much of its path so in supercells like that they tend to kind of go through they go through cycles, cycles so yeah they would, they would you know have a tornado regain their strength drop another one um exactly. and that i do not envy that storm survey that the national weather service no, will have to no. do i mean those are tough anyway and yeah. uh it's it's very time consuming and uh, not not easy to do either because you're looking at damage where in, in in some cases where you know lives were lost too so uh, that's definitely not an easy task. 
Yeah, and we have we have just um, remarkable images on weather.com and on the Weather Channel app today from a lot of these storms yesterday. Um, but it wasn't all tornado damage that killed people that we saw. Right. Um, in Louisiana, at least one death from flooding. Right, yeah. That's the important thing to remember with these storms. It's not just the threat of tornadoes that you need to be aware of. It's the threat of heavy rain can cause flash flooding, which happens very quickly. And that leads to numerous water rescues um, throughout the year, especially for those in, traveling in cars. Um, but even the, just the threat of damaging winds, it doesn't have to be a, a tornadic uh, supercell to cause you know trees to come down. It can just be a, a strong gust in a thunderstorm, uh, topples trees. Those I saw injuries uh, even today from first responders, I believe it was in Alabama, that uh, a tree, due to trees falling. So uh, you need, in, in, in parts of the South, there's a lot of trees. So even if you're not under a tornado warning, it's still important to still take those precautions when you get those warnings. Uh, it doesn't, especially if the ground's saturated, it might not take that much to topple over a tree or just a, a tree branch comes down. Um, that can definitely be enough uh, to cause serious injury and, you know, potentially even death. So it's definitely not something to just dismiss. And it can get easy to do at this time of year since we've, some areas have seen so many warnings. Um, I worry about those that get warning fatigue almost. So that is something I'm a little bit concerned about at this point. It is that time of year. And Sean, you're right. You were, we've been talking so much about Dixie Alley, but as we get later into the year, we kind of see things progress not completely change, but kind of move farther north as our jet stream kind of moves back farther north. And we see, you know, some of these watches and warnings start popping up more in the Midwest and the Northern Plains eventually once we get into the summer. So there is kind of like a seasonality to how we see this um, unfold. And I, I got to say, this is um, right in the heart of the season. We all know that, especially for the South. So are we going to get a break, Linda? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it looks like we might get at least a little bit of a brief break. Uh, we were kind of hopeful that next week might be a little bit quieter with a, a little change in the jet stream pattern. Uh, there is a system we are watching closely, though, as we head towards Tuesday, Wednesday next week that might be a little feistier than we had originally hoped. So that would bring the chance of severe storms maybe uh, once again to the south, maybe parts of the Midwest. Uh, that's something we're still watching as the details especially this far out, uh, are a little bit murky at this point. But um, hopefully we will get a break soon. But I am i don't feel confident right now saying that we definitely have one coming. I'm very hopeful we will. Uh, but it seems like, you know, we think we, we will get a break. And then uh, the pat weather pattern says, oh, no, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that we're going to recover from that um, morning fatigue anytime soon. But all, all I can say is you have to treat every single one like it's the one. It's true because you don't know, you know, you just, you just never know. Um, anything else to add, Sean? Uh, no, just uh, want to make sure that everybody knows to uh, have, have a way to get warnings today and in, in future events. Um, and, and also, I know that this is a very difficult time to be making decisions. We're already under a lot of stress with the pandemic. Uh, a lot of people are in, in homes that are not safe to survive tornadoes. So uh, the, the National Weather Service, just to reiterate, uh, their their stance on this is your priority should be surviving a tornado. So if you have to go to a shelter with, with people in it, um, you, you got to get to a shelter. Please do not stay in mobile homes during this event or any future severe weather event, but please get 
have a way to get warnings and, and be ready to move quickly because these these storms have been firing up rapidly. That is such a good point, Sean. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but in places like um, in Alabama, especially, Sean, you were mentioning some of these um, mobile home communities. A lot of them have these very old structures that are tornado shelters that you can go to, but it is a piling in situation. Um, so that is, we understand scary at this time, but um, that is the message from the National Weather Service that Sean just had for us there. Linda, any final thoughts? Uh, I would just say, just stay weather aware. Make sure, as Sean said, you have ways, I'd say multiple ways to get uh, alerts on your phone. Um, throughout, especially if you live in the south uh, today and even into tomorrow as that threat does extend into tomorrow and we, and we could potentially see additional severe weather even into next week. So just uh, keep checking back with your forecast and uh, stay safe. Thank you guys so much for breaking this down. I know we all have to get back to work um, and trying to make sure everybody has the alerts they need. By the way, you can turn on your alerts in your Weather Channel app and they will come to your phone. I use it all the time, um, even just for when the rain's going to start, but especially in these severe weather circumstances, um, you can turn those on inside your Weather Channel app and you will get that information to you if you're concerned that you don't have a NOAA weather radio right now or you don't have another way or mean, means of, of getting that information. So I highly recommend that. I know it's kind of like patting our own back, but admittedly, I use it and it's been um, immensely helpful. So thank you guys so much. And thank, uh, you, thank Thanks, you guys Kate. for joining us on the Weather Channel podcast. We'll be back again soon. Mm-hmm.